Have you tried CTC math yet with your child? Here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I'm absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than six years now. I have six children using CTC math, and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. I love seeing them enjoy this math program and grow in their mathematical journey. Thank you so much for all that you're doing and for providing quality math lessons for my children. So friends, if you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. You're listening to The Real Kathy Lee on the Ultimate Homeschooling Radio Network. Thanks for joining me as I share my mom sessions. It's basically my imperfect journey of motherhood. Be prepared to laugh, maybe cry, but hopefully you're going to be encouraged as I share my failures, successes, and offer some tips I've learned along the way. And remember, you got this. So glad you're listening to The Real Kathy Lee. I want to start off by thanking our sponsors, Sony Pictures, Sony Pictures Animation, and Affirm Films. Check out their new movie, The Star, and you can find all the information and the links on my page, therealkathyleague.com. You can find the show notes there as well. We're so thankful for the sponsors that allow you, the listener, to enjoy free program. So thank you, and let's get started with today's show. Have any of you tried the new app, Marco Polo? Well, I say it's new. It's new to me. I've been using it for a couple of months. My kids won't get into it as much as I do, but a couple of friends do, and some moms do, and it's interesting, so I've had some moms join me on Marco Polo, and so they Marco Polo me questions. It's been such a great way for me to communicate and share, and it gives me good ideas for this podcast as well. So last week, I received a Marco Polo from my friend Misty out in Texas, and she's like, Kathy, you have to help me. I have this big, great room, and I want to create a great space for my five-year-old, and so she shows me, because it's a video app, she shows me the room, and there's so many things there. There's, you know, bins of toys and a tent and a kitchen and all this stuff. And she's like, I don't know what to do. I want to make this an area that we both will enjoy. And so I gave her some ideas. And then she, Marco Polo, back and said, "And okay, and by the way, while we're talking about this, how in the world do you handle birthdays and Christmases? And so I thought, you know what? I'm just going to chat about it on the air. I'm going to let you all hear what I told her in my Marco Polo. And maybe you will learn some ways to create inviting spaces. And again, my background is child development. So I have studied young children for a really long time. And I've worked in preschools and I've worked in child development centers. And so I've seen how children interact with things and with spaces. And so I have an understanding how they work. So the first thing I want you to do, and don't laugh at me. Okay, laugh at me. It's fun to laugh at me. The first thing I want you to do. When you go home today, if you're listening to this in your car, out on a walk or something, I want you to crawl into your house. Yep, crawl into your house. Now, the reason I want you to do this is I want you to get a feel for what your space looks like to a child. It is completely different to what your space looks like to you. So I want you to see what it looks like from their perspective. What do the walls look like? What does the furniture look like? Does it feel inviting? Uh, I, I just moved, said that last week, and so I'm in the middle of creating inviting spaces right now in my home. And my goal is always to create a place where the children feel welcome and any guest who walks through my door will feel at home from the get-go. 
And I especially want you to think about that for your young children. How do you create a space where they belong? Because really that's what this is about, right? We want our kids to to feel as if they belong in our family and belong in life. And so I want us to do that. So I want you to think about this. As you crawl around your house and you're probably giggling, I want you to think about, is there a space that my child feels welcome to work, to work in the kitchen? To work outside? Is there a space where they feel welcome and comfortable to play, to explore, to discover? Is there a place in my home for them to be loud? Is there a place for them to get away and be quiet? All of these are important for children to live. They need spaces for all these things because their day is full of quiet moments. Their day is full of loud moments. If they're little, we know they're mostly loud moments, right? But as you're thinking about The space itself, what are your colors in your home? Like, I am a fan of bright colors. Like, I love red, and I love blue, and I love greens. And But my walls, I am painting neutral. Like, I used to, I always share the story, when I first became a school administrator, I walked into this old church where I was a director, and I'm like, we've got to do something. These walls are just drab, and this is just not interesting. So I painted the room sunshine yellow. Yep, sunshine yellow. Well, it was a three-year-old classroom. As you can imagine, sunshine yellow just sent these children crazy. Their energy level stepped up two notches and everything was wild. So as you think about the colors of their room, you want something actually that is soothing. You want a warm tone for them. And then you can use colors in your pillows and your accents and things like that for the children. But the walls should be soothing. If you're not familiar with Reggio Emilia in Italy, I suggest you look that up. They are great at creating and finding spaces for children. They do it in a classroom setting, but so much of that can be transferred at home. They talk about the beauty of using real things, real plants, and while that's important to the home or to the classroom, and you would just transfer that at home. So when we think about spaces, let's start with our big picture, the colors. Choose soothing colors. Choose warm colors that will feel inviting to all the people in there. Then, I want you to think furniture. Do you have furniture that they can be comfortable on? I I know, again, with me moving, I just bought some new furniture. And day one, someone got chocolate on the chairs and someone got a stain on the sofa. So, within the first day, we've already, you know, messed it up. But part of that is that I think through, I have a lot of kids, and I picked really light furniture because I like that. So think, okay, is it inviting, but is it practical for where you are in your phase of life? If you want to show house, probably not the time when you have little kids as far as your furniture. So choose furniture that they can sit on, they can um, cozy up to and read a book that's comfortable for them, but it's also, you're not going to be so obsessed that they don't feel like they can get on it, which is probably what I'm doing at my home right now with my children. They're probably going, yeah, mom, listen to your own talking. So think about that. Think about your furniture. Think about, you know, even rough edges. I remember in one of my last houses, I love these iron bars that I wanted to put under the under the counter, right, instead of wood, because I thought the iron was just so much more attractive. Well, I had little kids, and guess what? More than one occasion, they walked up under the bar and bonked their head on that iron. So, probably not the best time to put iron under a counter when you have kids that fit under a counter. So, think through your spaces like that. Think through, is it fitting for my child? And then, 
let's think about what are the things we want children to do in our space. Like I said, we want them to work. Well, what do I mean by work? Do they have a place where they can put away their own dishes? Do they have a place? Because we want them to learn from our early age some basic chores. And when they're three and four, they can start unloading the dishwasher, even if it's just their own plastic plates and cups. So if you have a drawer or a cabinet close to the dishwasher, I would suggest making that a space for them where they can keep their belongings for that. Some, ma some measuring cups that are just there, some mixing bowls, some mixing spoons, things that belong to them, and then have a space for it so they're responsible for that basic care of their items. Just have it. Again, you don't need a lot of things. Fewer is better when it comes to space. Less is more when it comes to space and creating inviting spaces. So have that. Have a place for them. What about dusting? Do they have chores? Get them a little bucket that they can carry around that has their work stuff in it for cleaning. A spray bottle. Might just have vinegar and water in it. Some washcloths. A squeegee. Things like that. They can help wash the windows. They can dust the furniture. A little swifter that they can dust. Keep that in their cleaning bucket somewhere that's close in a closet at their level. The more you have at their level, that's less work for you going to get it. When they say, hey, mom, I want to clean the windows. Super. Go clean the windows. Have them do that kind of things. They can get their own tools and they can work. So you want to provide space for their work items. The next thing. What about play? How is your play space sorted out and arranged? This room that Misty showed me, she had lots of great things for her kids, but a lot of it she said her child didn't even play with, but she didn't want to get rid of. Okay, so I suggest always keep a good set of blocks, keep good art materials out, keep um, books in a soft, cozy spot for reading. Make sure you have an easel or a great place where they can paint and do, like I said, crafts, meaning have jars of sequins and glue. You don't have to have glitter. Most people hate glitter. But you can do sequins and collage materials and torn paper and magazines and basic things like that for them. Have that ready and accessible so they can do it. But as far as the battery-operated toys, I know I've mentioned this before in organization. Toss them. As soon as the battery runs out, just toss them. And if your kid is freaked out about tossing, then take a Rubbermaid container, put those extra items in there, and just tell your child you're going to start rotating. You're going to have surprise days where you're going to switch things out. Put those extra items away and see how long it takes for your child to ask about it. And if they ask about it and want to play with it, move it to a different bin. And then everything they don't ask about in a month's time, donate. Um, so that's the way I would handle that. But your space, you'd be much better off, you know, getting like a tent or something for them to create. If your child's really into dinosaurs, make sure you have a bucket of that. If they're really into dolls, have a bucket of that. But less is more. You don't need a playroom full of 50 bins because what's going to happen is you're going to have a floor full of the items in the 50 bins constantly. So just have a few things out, a few quality. It is... Definitely, I was listening to Robin Sharma. He's one of my favorite uh, motivational speakers. And he was talking about, you know, buy quality things. As adults, that we should buy the best, have fewer things, and have higher quality. And I've always uh, 
well, not always, but lots of times I've been guilty of trying to get the deal and not getting the quality. But I'm trying to make a switch in that. But I think that's even true with our children's things. Buy the quality wooden blocks. You might not have as many of them, but slowly add to them. That's going to get you so much further with your children when you have those quality things. Don't run to the dollar store and buy all the little junk for Christmas. Buy fewer things but better quality. That's going to work better in your space. So this is a, pl- a space for them to play, for them to explore. What about, speaking of exploring, is there a space outside for them to safely go? They need to be outside. Do you have nature books and binoculars and pencils and things like that where they can sketch the birds when they're outside or they can feed the birds or they can go and sit on a blanket do you have that readily available because here's the thing I found if I have to go hunting for it most likely I'm going to say no to it but if it's easy for me to grab and provide for the children that's when I say yes but they're going to feel important when they're like can we have a picnic and you're like yep know where that blanket is gonna make sandwiches anyway we can make it out on the patio so much easier to say yes can I paint absolutely I've got my cabinet where I keep my paint my smocks my brushes the paper uh, the um, shower curtain liner that I use to put on the floor to protect it if they paint inside if you live somewhere where it gets really cold this time of year do that but it's so much easier to say yes and by doing that your space is inviting because they feel they belong there. But if everything is at adult level and everything is for the adults and you have to go dig in the garage, somewhere you put that paint, you just don't know where it is. And by the time you find it, you're frustrated. They're having a meltdown. You can see where they would not feel they belong. And we want them to feel like they belong. So you want them to have place to a place to play. You want them to have a place, like I said, to be loud. So what does that look like in a home? So if your child is younger, like I'm saying under three, they're still building gross motor skills, right? They're still developing those that trunk of their body, those leg muscles, those big arm muscles. They need to do big movement. They climb on everything. Have you noticed those toddlers? They climb on everything. You look over and they're like on the top of the refrigerator. Yesterday, I had kids uh, videoing, FaceTiming me from the roof of my house. I know, I know. They climb. So we've got to give them safe places to climb. So that might mean bringing in a play structure inside your family room if it's cold and rearranging for a little while. Because if you don't give them something appropriate to climb on, they're going to climb on everything. They, they just do. It's it's not them being rebellious. It's them just needing to build those muscles. It really is their brain going, you got to build these muscles. You're getting bigger. You must climb. You must climb. So you've got to give them appropriate places to climb and to discover so make sure you have that. And again, if you have the appropriate stuff, it's much easier to redirect them to say, this is for climbing. This is what we use. And that helps them so much in their growth and in their journey. So super important for that. And then um, discover. They've got to get out and discover. They've got to get out from under your wing. And like I said, you've got the, the binoculars and the color pencils. And, but that also goes back to what I say over and over, the saying yes. That's creating an environment space is that say yes to all these things. So make sure you've got the um, big spaces. Make sure you've got the quiet spaces, as I mentioned, somewhere where they can be by themselves and, and not seen as a punishment. Often we're like, we're going to have quiet time now. The kid's like, no, I don't want to have quiet time. I hate quiet time. But instead of saying that, what if you did get like a tent or you created a cozy corner and you called it the cozy corner and we and you get books there and you get um, some fun, quiet puppets or 
toys or soft things, somewhere that invites them to go to this cozy area. And you don't be scared to go over there too. Again, not a punishment, a timeout area, but somewhere to be quiet. It is also a place, if they are having like a rage and a fit, I know I've shared this before, but I used to keep a a basket of old magazines and that is the way I'd invite my children just to rip in the quiet corner. Do you need to get that anger out? Oh my goodness, the anger monster is welling up inside of you. Rip the pages. And so, but inviting them to do that instead of saying, go to the corner right now and sit in time out. I've had it with you, which is, you know, to be honest, we say that. I said it this morning, told a kid I'd had it with him. I might beat him up. I mean, it was awful. I didn't say beat him up, but I pretty much said, you know, something like that because he was, couldn't stop talking back and I was losing it. So we lose it sometimes, right? But make sure that you, make sure that you have the right attitude when you're helping them with the cozy corner, the cozy area, that they know that this is an okay place for them to go and to be quiet and to be angry and get their frustrations out. All of that is important to them. They will feel loved and welcome and treasured when we create these spaces for them. So I would encourage you to do that. I would encourage you to take the time to climb into your rooms, create these beautiful spaces for your children.